Hey everybody, Bob Olson here with Afterlife TV. You can find us at afterlifetv.com. This is where we talk about life after death and answer the meaningful questions you have around that subject. Today's episode is sponsored by Best Psychic Directory. You can find them at bestpsychicdirectory.com. And it's the only site that has over 800 psychics and mediums and animal communicators and tarot readers and energy healers right there where you can read reviews written by the public who have got readings or sessions with any of those people. So if you're looking for a credible and reputable psychic or medium, then visit my site, bestpsychicdirectory.com. I want to welcome you back. Uh, We took a little break for the 4th of July holiday. If you live in the U.S., I hope you had a happy 4th of July. I got to see the uh, local fireworks here in Kennebunkport, Maine with Melissa. We had a great time. In fact, the weather was absolutely perfect for fireworks. I hope it was in your area as well. There was no clouds. Everything was crystal clear. It was just the right amount of summer heat, and we had a great time. In fact, I will put my video on Afterlife TV. This is the only place you'll be able to find it, but right on the post for this episode, you can also see the video of the grand finale for the fireworks that we took. Now, granted, this is not Boston or New York City. This is Kennebunkport, Maine, but I'll tell you what, they did a great job and we had a a really great time. I want to thank everybody for leaving new reviews for the Magic Mala I won't say a lot about it other than we still read all the reviews. We love them. We have a great time seeing how much people are enjoying that book. And the other thing I will just say about the Magic Mala this week is that the audiobook just came out yesterday at the time that I'm recording this. Just came out yesterday. So if you've been waiting for the audiobook version of that novel, then please run out and get it now. I will tell you that I obviously wrote the book. I felt like Alan, the voiceover artist who narrated it and did all the voices, just did a phenomenal job. Honestly, he, you know, made me misty-eyed at times, (laughs) had me laughing at other times. I feel as though he made my words better. The guy's amazing. So if you are one of those people, and many people have said that they want to read the book over and over, The audiobook is a new way to experience it, another great way to reread that book. And I will tell you that it's really worth it. Um, I want to send a little shout out to our friend Rick, who recently lost his dog Kona, Kona the adventure dog. Sadly, Rick had to put Kona to sleep. Our heart goes out to him and, and our heart goes out to everyone who have lost loved ones whether that be people, loved ones, or animal loved ones. They're all family members as far as I'm concerned, and we are thinking about you. We know that most of the people who are listening to the show are grieving in one way or another. Today, we're going to listen to Mary. She's going to talk about the many after-death communications that she has had from her son who was killed in Afghanistan I will tell you, Melissa brought it up after we listen to it. You'll hear that after her story. You'll hear our comments. But Melissa really brought my attention to it. And it's amazing that that she noticed this because it's so true that if you want to get after-death communications from your loved ones in spirit, then acknowledge them when they come through. In other words, 
pay attention to them, recognize them, make a big deal about them, and and let your loved one in spirit know that, ah, I got the message. Thank you so much for sending that message to me. All right, uh, more on that in a moment. So right now, we're just going to listen to Mary tell her story. When my son deployed to Afghanistan, I kept having a dream of a large military procession going through my town. In my dream, I was on the sidewalk watching. One month later, my daughter woke up crying with a terrible pain on the left side of her neck. That morning, two Marines came to my door to give me the news that my son had been shot and passed away on the battlefield. He was shot in the left side of his neck. That night, while standing in the living room, I felt a tingling going down my arm and across the side of my face, which I felt was a kiss from him. I just knew from my feelings it was my son coming home to say goodbye. There was indeed a large military procession with honors in my town for him. One week later, my daughter was laying in bed, worried that he might be lost over there and not be able to find his way home, and she was crying. He appeared to her in the darkness of her room, but she could clearly see him in a light. Without any words spoken, he let her know he was okay. She also had a dream, or what she thought was a dream, about a month later, hearing a helicopter. She went to the window in the middle of the night when she saw a battlefield and a helicopter with the driver. It was so real, she called for her son to come to the window, but when she did that, everything was gone. I believe he was showing her the last thing he saw before leaving this earth. I have a picture of a moving orb in my living room that, that was taken when I was trying out a camera to see if it was still working and it accidentally snapped a picture. I was talking to my son and telling him about the trip I was about to take when it happened. One Valentine's Day, we had a lot of snow and I went to the cemetery, which is an hour away from where I live, and the snow around the stones was up to my hip. Well, I came all that way and I wasn't going to let his flowers sit in the car and I was going to get this to the stone no matter what. Well, I crawled through the snow over and under and placed the flowers next to his stone. And I also cleared away all of the snow that was around his stone so we could read the words. I remember thinking if he could see me now, he'd be laughing. That night I dreamt of him and saw him giving me a big hug and a smile for Valentine's Day. Hi, Mary. Bob and Melissa here. We listen to your story. Hi, Mary. Thank you for your story. And we're both very sorry about the passing of your son. Very tragic event. But, um, well, let me just say this. He certainly is an amazing communicator from the other side. One of the things I was thinking as you were telling each story, it's a perfect example of when our loved ones in spirit actually get a message through to us that they're anxious to send more because they're being received. And so often they'll send one after the other. We actually just had this recently happen when our dog passed, that the first few days after she passed, we both were getting these little messages from her pretty consistently. And then they sort of dissipated over time. But I think, you know, it's almost as if the person in spirit 
you know, is excited to get the messages through. Well, I would imagine they are. And, and, and certainly that's been my experience personally and in, in investigating the afterlife that a lot of people have had similar things. And a lot of times they happen soon, like almost immediately after. And then with time, they do dissipate. Now, not for everybody, but for most people, they actually do. And some people worry about that. Oh, what happens? You know, they're, you know, I don't feel them around me anymore. Right. It's only because you don't need it as much if they're not there, if you're not getting them anymore. We need it the most immediately after their passing. I also wonder sometimes, and, in, in, you know, maybe Bob, you can speak to this, is that it also must a little bit correlate with their personality, what their personality was here while they were living. You know, some people have more exuberant personalities than others. Some people are quieter and that maybe sometimes if it was a personality that was quieter, those messages might not come as quickly or as frequently as they might with someone who perhaps was of an exuberant sort of personality. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, they, they, they come through with the same personality and, and so they will communicate you know, obviously this is different now they're in the spirit world, but they're communicating as, as if it were them because it is them and they, they don't change as much as some people might think they do. So, so there's a reality of what you're saying. And part of the reason that they do that is so we recognize that it's them. Maybe we recognize their sense of humor. Maybe we recognize if they were very outspoken or maybe even a little pushy, maybe we recognize that they're quiet. And right. a little more introverted. And it doesn't necessarily mean that's the way they are no. in the spirit world, no. but they, they know that that's how we're going to recognize them. Mm-hmm. So they will come through in that way. Especially if, you know, if you go to a medium and you, and they're communicating through a medium, that's definitely going to be the case. Right. They're going to come through as you would recognize them. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that's fully who they are over there but they know that's how you will recognize them. And that's what's most important, especially if you're new to uh, getting readings or something like that. In your case, uh, Mary, you have, you have shown us examples of many different types of ADCs, after-death communications. Your daughter with, with the neck. I, you know, when I, was a, when I was a young kid, maybe around 12 or something like that, I remember my friend's father waking up in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, he woke up and like, he just woke up. He like jumped up from lying to sitting in bed and he knew that his mother had passed. And sure enough, he got the phone call soon after. And there's been many stories where people have felt a sensation in their body only to learn that it was somehow related to their loved one who passed. And in this case, the daughter has this feeling in her neck and uh, left side of her neck and recognizes that's, that's where he was shot. This, is, this shows the connection that we all have with one another, which, which is comforting in many ways, right? I mean, we don't really need a phone call. Sometimes we just know. And in the case of my father's friend, he knew. And he wasn't a psychic or anything like that. He was the farthest thing from it. Um, but he had this knowing and, uh, and the daughter, you know, was getting a message as well. In this case for you, Mary, the living room with the kiss. We actually had a episode not too long ago yes. where someone came through and uh, I think it was Lorenzo came in and uh, ex-fiance and, yes. and gave her a kiss. Beautiful story. 
This too, another beautiful story. This is a possibility. Is it something I've experienced? No. Is it something I would like to? Yes. You know, yeah, that must be amazing. But we have to be open enough for it. If our skepticism is so much that- Or our brain is too busy. Or, thank you. In your case. (laughs) Then, you know, we may prevent that from happening. But for certain people, like Mary uh, and and other people, like you, Melissa, you would probably feel- uh, a kiss if mm-hmm. if that was the situation uh great examples of different things that happen what are the what's some of the other um daughter worried that he was lost this happens with a lot of people now oh yeah i i did a whole episode on on this subject and uh people can find it on afterlife tv but she's worried that he was lost and then immediately he comes through no no i'm not lost she and has, again i think it was the you know this knowing that he had that he that his messages were being received so he knew that he could just present himself yeah and that she would get the message and she she obviously did she has the vision yeah first of probably yeah. what he saw right. and and then she has the dream then you have the we have the whole orb thing yeah <laughs> the, in the camera yeah no, he uh, just brought it all to you he really he did really i mean did. i mean there's so many things here now a lot of people are skeptical about the whole orb thing but Listen, if you're open-minded about, if you're having these kinds of messages and you're, and in this case, Mary is talking to her son right. when this camera sort of goes off right. and then the picture turns out it has an orb in it. There's just an awful lot of coincidence there yeah. that's lined up to make something like that happen. Uh, I tend to believe. You have a knowing, like it's a feeling that you get in your body when a message comes. Trust that feeling. If you feel like that's your loved one, just trust it. It's okay to trust it. You don't even have to share it with anybody else. Just trust that that's it. Because if you allow it in, then there will be more. Yeah. It's it's about not letting your head get in the way of your heart. And, and the heart is what's feeling it, you know? So finally, the Valentine's Day message. You trudging through the snow. (laughs) What? I said, what a great segue. You're talking about the heart. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Wouldn't it have been great if I had just done that on my own and figured that out? But (laughs) no. So you're up to your hips in snow and you get this great dream that night of him hugging you and smiling at you to show that he recognized (laughs) that you did this. Yes. Uh, is it necessary to, you know, do we need to do that? Do we, you know, do we need to put ourselves at risk, um, to, to make something like that? Happen? No, I mean, they're fine if they're, if their gravestone is covered in snow and you know, <laughs> that's not where they're at people. They're with you. Right. They're, you know, right. people aren't hanging out at the cemetery. Right. <laughs> Spirits aren't stuck to the cemetery. They're with you. But what this is, is a gesture. It gives a place for the families to go, which is one of the things that I I like about uh, cemeteries. It gives people a place to go and spend quiet time with them, uh, be in a present moment, as we've talked about. So that's certainly the case here. You went above and beyond that, Mary, and your son recognized it. And then you were acknowledged for it in that dream. Great examples of ADCs, after death communications. The only thing I'll say is, you know, Melissa, you've had a lot of dream visitations, what we call dream, dream visitations, where loved ones in spirit, people who have passed, even animals who have passed, have come through to you yeah. in dreams. Uh, how do you know the difference between just a regular dream and a dream visitation? 
Um, for me personally, I think it's probably different for everybody, but I know for me personally, typically my typical dreams are really wacky and weird dreams. You know, I don't have these sort of practical dreams. I would say that's the difference for me is that a lot of times when it's an ADC, it's just a practical dream. It's like, there's nothing weird and wacky about it. Yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily true for everybody. That's just my experience. And it's usually brief. For me, it's just usually a brief dream. Well, a lot of studies have been done on this subject. And, and uh, what you say is true for thousands of people. So, you know, instead of the dream where you're riding on a horse and then you're in an airplane and the next thing you're on a boat. Right. Uh, this is a dream where the person comes into your presence and communicates with you. And sometimes they're com- communicating, you know, more specific messages. And sometimes it's just, I'm okay. Right. I love you. Yeah. You know, I'm with you. Yes. And that's the typical dream. I, I even talked to a guy the other day who I never would have expected to, to have want to hear anything about the work that I do. And I happened to be talking about dream visitations with somebody else. And he came up and talked about how his father had come to him in his dream. Mm. I didn't even know his father had passed. And I think it was comforting to him to recognize that this is a real thing, you know, because your, your intellect gets in the way and goes, was that real? Right. And that's, that's really the difference. Uh, You know it when it's real. And, uh, for a lot of people, what they, what they say too, is that it's the kind of dream that you'll remember a long time later. Whereas most of these other dreams that are not chronological, that are a little crazy. I mean, you tend to forget, you might remember little bits and pieces of them, but not the whole thing. That's right. With a dream visitation, you tend to remember the whole dream. Correct. And it's very comforting to you. Yes. All right. That's it. Um, a little bite-sized Afterlife TV episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, as always, we love to hear from you. Please go to afterlifetv.com, Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, and YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> There's always one that I'm Can worried about forgetting. just say social media? <laughs> well, you could, but I want you to know that we're on all of them and whatever your preference is. We'll be there and and happy to hear from you. So thank you so much, everybody. Have a great week.